Hey, it's the Ryan Man, coming to you with another Broncos Country Blitz. Wanted to give my thoughts on the first wave of free agency, and the Broncos have been so busy, they may make another move while I'm recording this podcast. I mean, it's been pretty crazy. But let's go over the signings. If we were worried about the new ownership group taking the initiative, letting the Broncos spend the dollars, we don't really have to worry about that. Greg Pinner, clearly, as the CEO, pushing forward to get this team back to where it needs to go, allowing Sean Payton to bring in what he needs. And we get Zach Allen from Arizona. And obviously he has familiarity with Vance Joseph. Get him on a three-year deal. Should fit our scheme really well. And it's always nice to bring in familiar players for your coordinators. And this is a great example. That's a good pickup by the Broncos. Wasn't even on my radar, really, as a possibility. But after the signing, looking at it, you can see the Broncos probably had him on the radar from early on, and it might have been something that a lot of the NFL analysts and a lot of us Broncos country, maybe looking back, should have had on the the radar as well, especially with the uncertainty with Draymond Jones, which we'll get into a little later. Alex Singleton re-signed three years. The dude's a baller. He's a core player. Him and Josie Jewell in the middle make a real good tandem. And I'm so glad that the Broncos were able to get him re-signed. I didn't think he'd go anywhere. Just from the standpoint of the Broncos really gave him that, really the fresh chance of being a full-time starter. You got a few other glimpses here and there with other teams. Is kind of a fill-in or let's see what you can do for a few games. But the Broncos said, no, you're our guy. Plugged him in. Kept him as the starter for a good part of the season last year, and obviously he gets rewarded for his outstanding play. Now, the Broncos' tight end room last year. A lot of people thought, well, it's a pretty strong room in terms of tight ends. But we didn't really see the production and the blocking out of some of the tight ends that we needed. And so they go get Chris Manhurts from Jacksonville on a two-year deal. And really was a late bloomer for football was a basketball player, and surprisingly came into the NFL. And a lot of basketball players we know come in, become really good pass receivers, everything like that, at the tight end position. Well, Manhurts did something a little different. He came in and became an outstanding blocker. So the versatility, you can totally see why he's a Sean Payton guy. We bring him in. Now, the next one I need to talk about. Jarrett Stedham from the Las Vegas Raiders, or played for the Las Vegas Raiders last year. We bring him in as our backup quarterback to Russell Wilson on a two-year deal. Clearly, Sean Payton didn't feel Brett Rippon was quite to the level that he wanted to have at the backup position. And depending on what side of the fence you're on, Jared Stedham, a lot of people thought that he's shown flashes that he could possibly be a starter in this league. So there is the speculation going around. There's been the rumors that Sean Payton's given Russell Wilson this next year to prove himself that he's still the elite quarterback that everyone expected last season. Obviously, as mentioned, he showed glimpses of that towards the end of the year, especially the finale against the Chargers. But this does make you wonder a little bit. Did they bring him in from that standpoint of we need a stronger backup that has starter potential or at least starter in a certain system potential? In case 
Russell Wilson struggles out of the gate again next year? Or is it from the standpoint of, hey, Russell Wilson's going to get next year, but if it's not to Sean Payton's level of what he expects, this is kind of our insurance policy if we have to hit the reset button again. I don't know. It could just be we needed a stronger backup, and that's why we brought him in. Now, the one thing, I don't care if Russell Wilson was under center or another quarterback, Brett Rippon last year, didn't matter. We needed to upgrade the offensive line, and oh, did we do that. Ben Powers from Baltimore, four-year deal, offensive guard, top left guard, considered by many in the free agent market, and we bring him in on a four-year deal. And then we get Mike McGlinchey from San Francisco on a five-year deal and considered by many the top right tackle out there. And boy, did we have problems with the right tackle spot last year. I don't need to go over it again. We all watched. So we have solidified the offensive line. Garrett Bowles, you have to think he's going to be back at left tackle. We'll see what happens with the rest of the line if Cushenberry's still at center. But clearly, those two are going to assist in bolstering that offensive line. And whatever the offense holds for this upcoming season, the quarterback is clearly going to have more time in the pocket with bringing those two signings in. Those might be the biggest free agent signings so far. You know, everyone likes the flashy signings. You know, the defensive ends, the linebackers, wide receivers, if teams go after them, quarterbacks, everything like that. But we needed to get better up front on the offensive line. That was probably number one. And that seriously takes care of it, as long as everyone stays healthy, in my opinion. And then, from Cincinnati, Perrine, running back, backed up Mixon last year. I always butcher his first name. Some Jay Perrine. Now, he has scored postseason touchdowns for the Bengals. A lot of people thought he was a perfect fit for the Bengals' offense outside of Joe Mixon. And I'm a little surprised the Bengals let him walk. Reason being, anyone's been keeping up the news, Mixon's in some serious trouble. To the point where you have to ask yourself, is he even going to be starting the 2023 season. And so I'm really kind of shocked that the Bengals let him walk. I I did not expect that. And now my opinion, I mean, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion on players we bring in. I have liked a lot of the moves so far that we have, that we have done in terms of bringing in new players and everything like that. Now, the one thing I will say is don't know if if he's who I expected in a Sean Payton offense. We usually see flashier running backs. Now he can be an every down back. That 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 is the truth. He can be an every down back. He can he can pass protect. He can catch. So I think his versatility fits a Sean Payton offense. I'm just not sure if he has the overall how should I put it overall build. In terms of, if let's say, Williams does not come back to start this coming season. Javante's still on IR or whatever. Is he strong enough to carry us for a few games to start next season? Time will tell. I mean, maybe Javante's back and we don't have to worry about it. But, in Sean Payton, we trust. There's clearly enough versatility with Perrine that Sean Payton looks at that and says, okay. We need to bring him in 
he's going to fit the scheme that I'm building here. And look at that. That is seven signings so far to kick off the start of free agency. Clearly molding the team the way Sean Payton wants it. Now let's go over some other players that we lost or we've released. Draymond Jones, Seattle signed him to a big deal. And actually, if you look at the deal, his base salary is not anywhere close to where people thought he would have to, or he would have to get, I guess I should say, to be signed. It's actually way less if you look before incentives and if he hits certain marks and everything. But I really think this is about Draymond Jones just wanted to change the scenery after last year. You know, hadn't had much success in Denver. I don't think it had anything to do with Sean Payton coming in. I think sometimes players just get burned out at a certain point and say, hey, I need a fresh start. I really think that was it with Draymond Jones. I think George Payton handled it classy, saying, hey, we had great conversations and everything. I don't know if it quite went that way. I think Draymond Jones kind of had his mind made up. So we wish him the best in Seattle. And what's really interesting, the rumor is right now, the Seahawks, they haven't officially done it yet, but Shelby Harris, they're preparing to release Shelby Harris. Could have re- uh, uniting of the Broncos and Shelby Harris beyond the horizon in Denver. I would love that. I think that'd be great. Let, let's mend that relationship and bring Shelby Harris back. I, I would like that. Even if it's not a dominant role, maybe it's a situational role, it just feels right to have Shelby Harris back in Denver, right? But I guess we'll have to see if Sean Payton and the new coaching staff feels that he's a fit for what they're trying to do. Now, the other one that I found interesting, because Sean Payton loves versatile players, Andrew Beck, who can play tight end or fullback, was very versatile for the Broncos at times over the last few years. They let him walk. He signs with the Houston the uh, the Houston Texans. Man, I almost said Houston Oilers. And what's interesting about this is, he's a, like I said, he's a versatile player. I would think he would fit a Sean Payton offense. So I don't know if it was another situation where he just wanted to change the scenery after the last few years or he truly didn't fit what Sean Payton's looking to do. And Ronald Darby, we released him at cornerback. Now, I think underperformed what a lot of people were hoping last year, clearly, with injuries and everything else. And kind of interesting, though, you would think you'd still want to bring him back in some capacity. Maybe we still will. No one else has picked him up to this point. But very interesting that we would release him when really I I think it can be argued or debated that we still need to upgrade the secondary a little bit, especially cornerback. Outside of PS2, of course. Now, Chase Edmonds got him in the trade for Bradley Chubb last year, released him. I was kind of thinking he might be okay to bring back if if he was healthy and and, and was re-energized to play. I'm not overly surprised if no one else signs them and we have some injuries to start next year. I could see us bringing them back in that capacity. I know he wanted to stay. Uh, unfortunately, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And we released Graham Glasgow and no one else has signed him yet. I'm sure someone will eventually. Really, I think based on what we brought him in for initially, I think he underperformed overall. Uh, didn't really improve in certain areas that we thought he would with coaching. And obviously part of that is we didn't have the greatest coaching last year. But you knew we were going to get rid of at least one lineman. 
possibly multiple. And Graham Glasgow, I think, was on the top of a lot of people's lists of, well, if they're going to purge anyone off the offensive line or in that room, Graham Glasgow is probably going to be at the top of the list. And sure enough, he is let go. And we'll see if anyone else picks him up. And what's really interesting still, there are trade rumors galore. The Broncos are taking calls on Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. They've tried to mask it a little bit, saying they're taking calls on all their wide receivers. Uh, but you, you don't really hear Tim Patrick, for obvious reasons. Well, coming back from the injury and KJ Hamler, you don't hear his name being thrown out there, really. I think that's kind of certain people trying to deflect that it. it really comes down to they're taking calls for Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. What I find interesting about that, I don't think the calls for Jerry Judy are, hey, we're looking to really move him, but if you can get us a stellar deal with some higher draft picks since we really don't have a ton of high draft picks over the next few seasons, let's talk. Because Sean Payton is able to find receivers that work in his system, that fit his system, that become borderline elite receivers. And we saw that in New Orleans. We saw that with him and Drew Brees. We also saw some of those receivers fall off tremendously once Sean Payton left and then once Drew Brees left. So clearly, not not trying to knock any talent of any receiver that's been in Sean Payton's system, but clearly he can find guys that can fit his system and raise their level of play. And based on that, I can see why he probably went to George Payton and said, hey, take calls on the receivers. Let's see what they have to say. Now, Cortland Sutton, I think, could be moved. Um, I think part of that could be he's a bigger receiver, not the fastest. And maybe I could see a Sean Payton system. If we already have a Tim Patrick, we maybe don't need a Cortland Sutton. Now, Jerry Judy, I could see him easily fitting a Sean Payton system. But if any of these calls for either one of these receivers is true, when it comes to Jerry Judy, if he's looking to keep in KJ instead or something like that, well, if he's got one speedster, maybe he doesn't feel like he needs two speedsters on the roster. That's just that's just a theory. That's just a theory. And I think it goes back to more that he's been able to find receivers and elevate their play in his system. So we'll see if either one's moved. If I had to guess, I would think it's Sutton that's moved. I would think Judy would have would fit his system pretty darn well and let's see if they mesh as the offseason continues and, and we keep Judy around in Denver long term in the end but but I do wonder about Cortland Sutton I, I do wonder if his time is limited there's also been some comments out there I don't I don't get on a ton, a ton of the social media in terms of like Twitter and what players have tweeted and stuff like that I say I, I check in once in a while when I hear about something but I do understand that Cortland Sutton apparently has released some tweets basically saying he wants to go somewhere where he's appreciated. So I don't know if just things kind of turn sour with Sean Payton arriving and certain play. And, and we, we knew this, we knew certain players, we were going to find out if certain players fit into his system and to the culture that he was building and certain players weren't. And you have to wonder, was Cortland Sutton one of those players that maybe didn't buy in like some of the other ones did? It's possible. It's possible. Now, with that being said, the one thing I would like to say about the Broncos, social media-wise and everything like that this offseason, a little quieter this offseason, and I like that. After last year, 
Broncos were everywhere in the headlines, and then it blew up when the season started and throughout the season. I like that it's quieter this year. Looking to hopefully surprise teams next year. I, I do like that. That, hey, we're not going to be worried about how we look to everyone else or perceive or everyone else perceives us in social media land. We're, we're going to get the work done, and, and we'll have fun once we people start seeing the results. So I can't appreciate how that has seemed to have adjusted and changed in Broncos country. And like I said, great first week. I, I know, obviously, it's a Broncos podcast, and I'm partial. And all Broncos country is partial to the Broncos, of course. But I would have to say this is an A or an A- minus in terms of free agent signing so far. Because you know now if, some, if Russell Wilson gets hurt, because he did slim up for this coming year, he, he's gotten slimmer, so hopefully he's faster again and everything like that. But with that comes the chance of injury. Jarrett Stedham is a quarterback that can probably step in a little easier and run the game plan, and you, you can still win with that guy. Not, not saying you couldn't with Brett Rippon, but I think with some of the stuff scheme-wise that Sean Payton likes to do, he needed a quarterback that was a little bit of a stronger arm, a little more mobility, and that's what we got. And like I said, I think the biggest news is the offensive line. We upgraded that seriously and we knew we needed to do that and so i'm really liking the way that's looking and we got a key guy back on defense and brought in another good defensive end knowing that knowing that we were likely going to lose draymond jones i'm just going to say it i think all broncos country out there we all knew that draymond jones wasn't coming back you could read between the lines as soon as the season ended so good moves by the broncos i look forward to see what they continue to do after this what else kind of trickles in you know there's always those Second and third waves of free agency. Maybe not people that were the front runners, but hey, guess what? They fit the system. They fit a scheme. There's a chance for them to have a roster spot. So let's see who those players are as we move forward. And until next time, this is the Rye Man with the Broncos Country Blitz. And remember to find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Broncos Country and on Twitter at D-D-C-R underscore B-C-B.